Hi and welcome to the Corporate Life Podcast. My name is Hina Siddiqui and I loved and hated my corporate jobs for years. This podcast is going to empower you to go high on your career without losing yourself. I invite you to join me each week as you will hear real cool stories of the real cool corporate people doing real things in the corporate world and their experiences and advice can change your story too. Hi, this is Hina Siddiqui and you are listening to the Corporate Life Podcast. You know how much I love travel and corporate people and today I have the privilege to have a senior corporate IT leader on this show who loves to solo travel. Vidashri Nagabhushan is a strategic leader with over 22 years of experience, has worked with very big companies in the senior leadership roles of power. She's working as a general manager, global head of testing in MFX services, which is a Quest company and has been a director in Cap Gemini, associate director in iGate, delivery manager in Wipro Technologies. Vedashri is a keen observer of life and has learned a lot while traveling to different countries, meeting different people from different cultures and backgrounds. She is also a leadership coach and chronicles her journey to leadership by writing in LinkedIn and also hosts a podcast, Learning Through Conversations, where she interviews leaders. I personally know Vedashri and her fabulous journey of corporate leadership. I have been a corporate leader and I know it's not easy to be one. There are a lot of challenges that they need to face and overcome just every day to do their best work. So stay glued as you're going to get a ton of tips and insights in this conversation. Hi, Vedashri. Welcome to the show. Hello, Hina. Nice to be on your show. Again, meet up with you again. Yeah. And I remember that we had a lot of fun when I was on your show and we just had a blast time. I really enjoyed that conversation. Yes. (laughs) Okay, Vidashri, uh, tell me about this. After spending 20 years in the corporate world, how's your corporate life now? Corporate life 20 years back and now it's ever evolving. The challenges, uh, you know, the technology has changed. Yeah. I think I have survived through three, four recessions. And uh, when 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 uh, 20 years back, the 2000 boom happened, you know, I was just coming up in the corporate life. I was just three years experience and all. Now with so many years, uh, now we're in the age of AI technology. And um, there are challenges, but I think it's also exciting to be in this space and to yeah. have survived so much and to have re- reached a position where you can look back and uh, enjoy the whole journey and look forward for new things. So, yeah, I would say that corporate life is still interesting. (laughs) Awesome. And I'm going to ask you a few more questions around that in the times to come, like just uh, later on the show. So uh, now my question to you is, why did you choose this IT field and how and when the journey began? So the truth is, my sister was actually had taken up computer science and I had seen her printing a lot of COBOL code and all. I was just not interested in an IT field. I think I was kind of destined. So Mm -hmm. I didn't want to get into computer science because I'd seen my sister doing a lot of things and I was like, I will not go into that field. So I choose electronics in my BSc. uh, BSc electronics is what I had chosen. Okay. But strangely enough, when I was preparing for my MBA and uh, I wanted to do MBA, I wanted to be in the place of, you know, people business and people engagement, all such things. And uh, I studied in Mount Carmel College. So the so Wipro came in, my first employer. Okay. It was very strange that whatever I had prepared for the 
the MBA and GMAT, that one book, Baron's one book, secondhand book, which I bought, all the questions that came from there, <laughs> there in that uh, interview. So I got through and uh, years back, I used to be a very shy and um, an indoor person and you know, people wouldn't uh, know my existence, all such things. So I had to prepare for a JD for that interview. And that was the time when, you know, it was very interesting. I just want to share this where uh, those were the times of Doordarshan. And in our house, it's still, we had not uh, got the cable TV. So my cousin brother used to go and watch cable TV in in the other houses and he used to come and share the experience. So the question in the JD they asked was like, whether you actually like, uh, you know, we should uh, promote cable TV or we should just hold on to, you know, the national television uh, mm. channels as such and um, and i had read in the book that you know during the journey you have to take a stand you know mm. yeah so the the girl my my friend actually uh, she was in the other group she took a stand that we usually only stick on to the national television okay and so i didn't have a choice even though i <laughs> watch the cable tv so i took up that and uh, to my colleague surplus, everybody that I came across as the top five uh, people who got selected for the window. Oh, I think nice. that's how my journey started. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it started reluctantly, where I had uh, zero interest in computers, all such things. Um, oh. Over the period of time, probably after the Y2K era, I mean, I joined IT in 1997 as a way student in Wipro. And uh, through Wipro is where I did my four year master's degree in Bits Bilani. So everything was covered, actually. You know, yeah. I wanted to do an MBA. I got an integrated MS. And by year 2000, we were done with the Y2K. So that's when the boom also happened. And I was wondering about what to do next. And then I got a small leadership role, you know, just to handle two people, three people. And uh, I just realized that it suited me well. Mm. And that's when that probably the transformation happened where my interest grew and I've kind of grown into be the head of the practice as of today. So, so that's, that's, that's a short thing about my journey and how I started this field. That's very interesting. And because I see that as I work with corporate professionals, I see that lots of people choose their career based on other interests, right? You know, others' interests, like some family member suggested or uh, something was trending. And like when I was actually doing this, uh, my MCA, and the reason I did was, uh, that IT was booming and everybody was saying that, okay, do this. Uh, this is going to give you a good career. And I was not uh, much interested in exploring my talents and strengths. And I was just going by what other people were you know, talking about and just pushing me towards. So then I took up that career. And um, then later I realized that technology is not my thing. <laughs> so it's good to know that, uh, you know, if you... Uh, you like this uh, for yourself. And of course, some trigger was there, but then uh, it was something of your... It was an anti-trigger. Like I didn't want to... Yeah. I got into it and then I wanted to make the best out of it. And then I figured out a niche in that, you know, my area of interest as such. So it was a very interesting journey, I would say. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes many people say you have to find the passion. I believe that, you know, uh, until you get into something, you wouldn't know what you like, what you do. Yeah. Correct. Sometimes challenges we consider it as something it's uh, it is taking off track, but mm. actually challenges is what something like uh, makes you you know uh, come outside of that and position yourself strongly. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's as important to know what you uh, what you don't like 
as it is that what you what like or like. passionate about when it comes to looking for a job most people get it wrong they would keep on using their one and only resume to apply for any and every open job position in the industry without getting clear on what's right for them they would avoid correct and targeted networking and stay dependent on job sites and the truth is that over 70% of jobs are never posted on job boards or job websites plus the wrong and scarcity mindset and lack of self belief and this is huge but unfortunately most job seekers don't deal with this and no wonder that they keep on struggling with their job hunt and most of them will make a compromise by accepting just any random job because they want money to pay the bills which is a valid reason if that's you come join me on my job search coaching program where i guide you through with the right strategy your mindset upgrade which is about 80% in all my programs and taking inspired and focused consistent action You may book a free strategy call with me. Find the link on the episode page. Vidashree, how do you describe yourself, and what one word describes you the best? So, uh, from a corporate life per, uh, perspective, or this thing, something which people generally tell to me, and I, I feel myself as, I'm very grounded, and I'm very approachable. So, mm. two things. I, I'm in touch with my customers, which are twenty years back. They're still okay. I'm in touch with them. So is my team members. was spread across the world and they you know uh, when they reach out to me and say that you kind of made difference your presence made difference or the write up i do on the linkedin on leadership articles that made a difference to me they could connect and they resonate i know that you know that ability of me to uh, be grounded and also be approachable has has not only helped me people but this is a true nature you know things have not changed just because of growth or anything so that's that's something i definitely agree right and this is a very human approach to leadership because when you are more human when you are more approachable to people when you are uh, you know you are operating from that compassion and empathy which uh, are the you know i think uh, the born uh, gift for every woman like uh, when we are doing from that we become uh, better leaders it reminds me of a story why uh, this this uh, approach of mine uh, became very critical like i said after uh, y2k mm-hmm. uh, we started getting development projects till then it was more of enhancement change that zero zeros to 2000 and all such thing but then uh, i had a difficult manager to i was just 3 years experience i would say Uh, right out of college you know so with no corporate background nobody at home knows the ways of work and i think uh, in bangalore um, after 1995 or something that it boom had started it's just yeah. started and everybody were trying to latch on uh, that few were selected and it was a new world for all of us and um, i had a very difficult manager who didn't know uh, how to handle people so um i was caught in the crossfire and uh, it was difficult for me and when when i i figured out something and i came out of it and moved into a different project and i and one of my uh, colleague we were having discussion and like uh, he said uh, veda when we become managers we shouldn't be like her yeah you know and i think that is something which has driven me in my leadership skill mm-hmm. uh, this thing that when you are in a position of power 
you you should not lose the touch with uh, being human like as you said yeah. Yeah. you know you can be assertive at the same time approachable you yeah know? you can still be nice at the same time have boundaries absolutely this is something that i learned mm-hmm. with my experience so you know sometimes bad experience is also a good experience of course learn how to be transparent and yeah. how um to uh, so so when i started becoming leader whether it is for two people or 200 people whatever it is that is the same approach when i have difficult people to handle i handle from a space of human connection yeah not from objectives like you were supposed to do four things you didn't do four things so just on that point like there uh, the, when i became the first time lead uh, i was handling a, a small team and uh, before i was apart, i mean i was just given that role so you know right the team is given to you you never get to choose the team so exactly you have to deal with the team whatever you get so mm. there was a guy who used to come and always play i i don't remember the name those were the times when they were building the blocks kind of thing in computers with the games okay so he would just be playing that and then i kind of uh, first like everybody i would give things to him and he wouldn't do and uh, you know i realized that he is come from a very good background he doesn't even have to work he has enough money but then he would just come and play and all such things so okay. i sat with him and spoke to him i said what is the what is why is that in spite of feedbacks why are you behaving he said look the person who was previous to me they came and ashamed him in front of everybody that you are useless mm-hmm. so that anger he, he was like continuing to play that games again so i sat mm-hmm. with him i said that i gave him something to connect with i told him that it is not for anybody it is for you and i saw that he changed yeah, yeah. i saw that he changed and till i was the lead he was there and then when i moved out he got a better job and he he wrote to me thanks to you kind of or he shared with me that you know because of this i changed kind of thing. so i feel that is what makes us unique you know yes absolutely and coaching does a big role in uh, in leadership because uh, when you are managing a lot of people they come from very different backgrounds they come with very different blocks very different aspirations and different things motivate them right it's just not only money sometimes people get motivated by uh, perhaps inspiration like you know when you are leading by an example or when you are giving them some kind of appreciation or uh, or praise that you know that can be a trigger to them uh, different things work for different people so it's very important to first of all uh, you have that awareness like what is the trigger for this people for this person right so that is that that's where the coaching skills come and i i am sure that you are doing that good part on leadership coaching too thank you okay uh vidashi what key challenges do you face on a day to day basis as a general manager at your work and how do you overcome them see i think uh, there are di- different aspects to it uh, one is uh, as a in an it setup there are technological changes yeah like say technological change every day there is a change in the technology the things are uh, happening at a very light speed and we have to adopt it. then there is a, a domain aspect to it. whatever the work we do there is a domain angle to that and third angle is the people angle yeah okay so even though when you look at from an ai perspective all this in technology is changing faster ultimately it comes to handling t- challenges Uh, with the people because 
people are the ones who are using the technology correct whether it is the customer whether it is us uh, whether it is the ecosystem all the people so i think i think the biggest challenge that uh, as it leaders we face is adapting to the changes hmm. it could be that's what i said it could be any new thing which is coming up any new people any new process everything new you have to you have to overcome that resistance to move on to that next level you know sometimes uh, we deal with people who will say uh, mm. customers who will say why do we even have to do that such mm. a small thing which seems like you know every day you are uh, doing it is like i am i am brushing my teeth and i'm somebody is questioning why do you have to do that and mm. you know you know as a, a leader you wonder like why would they ask that question because but that's what it is there is so much resistance to change that is one thing and the second thing is that um, people people when it comes to people you are dealing with people there are different kinds of people with different backgrounds different thought process different cultures yeah. because uh, because it is just not restricted to india or some place right it is across the world like you will probably have a development team sitting in russia uh, the the design team sitting in us and you are working from india and you will have to coordinate with people and these people are coming from different backgrounds their way of communication is different yeah. their way of approach is different so i i feel two two biggest challenges for any it leader is uh, embracing change and uh, you know collaborating with the people for the best better results and the way we do is within the scope like i handle testing part of it we try to keep uh, ourselves abreast mm. uh, it's not only training it's uh, training is a, this thing but um, like engaging in discussions you know taking up something new trying mm. to ad- adopt it ourselves trying out something new with the customer and sharing with them and uh, it's never everything is not that straightforward right mm. so you have to train people to get trained as well you know? absolutely yeah that's very changes so you have to explain to them and sometimes we think that you know because we are immersed in technology or anything we assume the other person knows what it is Mm. sometimes you have to start even the other if, if i'm dealing with the ceo of my customer or something sometimes they they may know they may not know yeah. so not assuming and trying to uh, engage them in the conversation and allowing ourselves to adapt allowing others to adapt is the important thing in change and having a lot of patience you know mm. that's very important <laughs> <laughs> having a lot of patience and tolerance yeah. not assuming thing is important for all the change but um, when it comes to people again the same thing you know trying to understand if say, if if somebody is logging in from israel you should understand what is a timeline what is our timeline what is their thinking or russia or something so it could be language could be by barrier or the way of working so understanding and seeing the people behind it and you know i think these two things fabulous as you, you told about a lot of things right you know it's it's very challenging to be a leader you have to uh, deal with a lot of issues that are expected that some are unexpected so how easy it is to uh, to get stressed in 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 your kind of job role i mean i think uh, there are, they, they, it's a question like everybody knows uh, <laughs> so uh, it's the most easier things to get stressed you know you could be having a good sunday uh, evening with your family and there could be one message one mail which comes from the customer things don't didn't go well yeah you know, things didn't happen on time you know uh, it's 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 like in the second nature of this job to get stressed mm. but um, 
but you also learn. Like I, I didn't have any tools to start with, you know. It used to be really overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, first is uh, earlier it was uh, it was uh, too much of overwhelming. Now I think the people have information overload. That's yeah. that's very uh, stressful because there is information everywhere, and it's kind of you know over overload. Um, and uh, the real challenges we because we are always working with a deadline and schedule. That your mind is always anxiety in the anxiety. Mm, yeah. Okay. And um, and even after Friday, you know, after whatever is your log out time, you log out, it takes till Saturday afternoon to reset to your weekend mode. Right. So the stress is the truth of the life of IT or, you know, I think it's now spread to other things also. But um, but beautifully, I just happened, and I think, Hina, you also relate to this, that I stumbled upon tools and, you know, to cope up with things. Uh, you know, India is a home, uh, the capital of yoga, yeah. for sure. But there are other tools and techniques which I have picked it up, which really help. And I think one of the things... Uh, Biggest things I realized is uh, perspective change, you know. Yeah. When I was a younger uh, IT person, my way of thinking and now the way of thinking, the way of looking at challenges, the way of uh, seeing things has changed. And and I think that is the biggest thing. You know, when your lens are, you know, the perception is cleansed, the things will be known as they are. There is a line like that. So it's the it's the way you perceive things it's the way you perceive challenges and it's the impulse of yours which which makes you see things in a different way yeah earlier what could have been a challenge could turn out to be an opportunity and uh, and that's how you kind of cope up but i do have some of the techniques which i use it regularly to, to cope up with my, you know, stress. Yeah, yeah. These kind of techniques definitely help, like EFT, like, uh, you know, some NLP techniques and some, the, the way, of course, you said that perspective needs to be changed. Of course, there would be stress, but then how fast we can come out of it, that uh, is all about practice, you know, than knowing the theoretical stuff. It's more about doing, just practicing that stuff over and over again so that you become an expert to it. So that and the person which has really helped me is like that uh, Sakshi Bhav or witnessing. Yeah, right. I think probably because I am a keen observer of life and keen observer of people. For me, um, uh, just just sitting and watching people, uh, just just relaxing and watching a crowd and seeing the dynamics of the crowd and all such things, it kind of gives a witness. And that's what I kind of see. This, uh, try to see. I mean, yeah. It takes some time for me to be out of the uh, the whole uh, turmoil which is happening. But then I have, uh, over the period of time, I have picked up to to stay away and see things. And, you know, be an actor as well as a witness, you know. So right. sometimes you are into it and you do what you have to do. And then sometimes you are out of it. Right. Uh, probably my traveling has helped a lot, actually. Yeah, this is what I was just about to ask you because I know that you travel a lot and you are passionate about travel and I am also very <laughs> passionate about travel. I understand how does it, does it help. But then I would like to hear from you. How does travel help you become a better leader? I think if uh, if if I had a magic wand and uh, if that if something could be changed in our education system, that is something I would do. Like you know, everybody has to travel, kind of thing. There's so much 
and so hard, uh, so much that you learn and you kind of um, imbibe in yourself without saying. The first day I traveled, uh, landed in US, and then you know you you're struggling to get that coin, quarter coins to put that <laughs> yeah. in two thousand or something, uh, and you know, and then you have to do things on your own, and in, in back in India you. It's like everything is said. Uh, you somebody will be there to cook. Somebody will be there. You the, the the outsourcing we have kind of right. really used the outsourcing to a greater extent. But you see that different. Right? Like when I was traveling in Europe versus US, like you know the way that transport is arranged. You know, the Europe is more so much focused on public transport. Yeah. And then you start wondering, like you you question why something is like that, and you go and dig the history. Yeah. Right? You try, and then you understand people, and then uh, the way they work, and how that reflects in the way they work, how their policies are made, and just just engaging with people, just traveling, even in India, different parts. Like if you're in South India, if you're in North India, like I've traveled all alone quite a bit of Europe, and you know most of most parts of the places, and mm-hmm. every culture brings in something specific, yeah. something interesting. And without you realizing, you you have picked it up and only when you exactly. come back to your environment, and uh, you just uh, somebody is doing same thing, and they're like, no, 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 this is not the way it is done. It should it should be done this way, and you you realize that time that things have changed. I yeah. think for me, this is what they teach in NLP, like uh, concept of perspectives, right? Hmm. You sit in your place. You sit in the uh, person who is complaining, and then you sit in God's place and decide. So, uh, when you are traveling, this comes very naturally. Yeah, right? I agree with that. Right, it comes so naturally that you are trying to communicate something, and um, the other person in his uh, environment and this thing is different. Like they keep saying when we when we deal with customers, they say Indians do this and do this. It comes so naturally to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But for the customer, it is different. And then for us, uh, uh, five minutes, I mean, like that concept of time, like the, you know, the Americans, the way uh, they value time versus for us, the concept of time. I mean, it's it's not it's not uh, country specific, but I'm saying generally some of the things that we believe in, mm-hmm. their concept of privacy, our concept of privacy. So I think... Um, Traveling just helps, and then sometimes I've done solo traveling. So you you believe that uh, for a lot of women, it's still so unsafe, and they fear traveling alone. But I I feel that you know you're taken care, and I've I've met one of the wonderful people in different contexts, in different time zones, yeah. not just in India, across where they ensure that you know I, I'm safe and I'm kind of protected and whatever it is. So I think that kind of gives you a different context. And you bring that and integrate in your work where you're you're ready to experiment, you're ready to embrace. Correct. Right. I agree with that because I love to solo travel too, as you know. It's like uh, when you go alone, you you don't uh, you know come back the same as you were before you left. You come changed, and you meet so many people, and you pick up so many different people, uh, you know, energies from the different people. And that makes you so intelligent. Travel makes you intelligent that you can easily use in your leadership style and, uh, you know, contributing to the organization that you work with. Travel makes us socially intelligent. So yes. it's not it's not a challenge when somebody is from, not from your country, not from your region. It's like, okay, he's a 
is somebody with some kind of a cultural background some just thing you see it in that way and then you know it's a different fresh perspective the fresh the perspective exactly right vidashree where do you see yourself in 5 years from now in terms of your corporate job i think i i would like to see myself growing in this role i have reached a level of leadership but next is uh, uh probably in the boardroom or the executive level and uh, i would like to contribute back uh, by being in positions of power which which is in decision making and yeah impact corporate you know it's just not uh, for technology or for the customer it's also uh, how it can impact the individuals uh, and the society in general that's that's how i see myself mm-hmm. yeah contribution is very important like when we do something with the attitude of contribution and serving back the society that does all the magic which which is probably why i started uh, my leadership coaching as well yeah i think we all do that you know naturally it comes to us uh, the when you are in the in the you know position of handling teams as such coaching comes naturally to you yes of so course you, yeah you have to deal you have to coach your customer you have to coach your team you have to coach your next level you have to coach your own managers uh to see the, the problems in a way that you want to see them and i think it's it comes naturally just it's not like you'll have to do something differently but just to take it at the next level give it more of a structure and see you know define outcomes which is what i'm trying to do now mm-hmm. uh, and uh, i do write my stories on linkedin you know so that it kind of uh, how how some of the events have impacted and how it kind of transform it to be a better leader or a better person in general you know that's beautiful i'm going to include all that information in the show notes section so that people can find your inspiring stories there and uh, i'm sure that you have a lot uh, to contribute in terms of uh, like as a leader to the place that you work for whether she was the best way to contact you i'm there on linkedin i also have given my Uh, gmail id in my linkedin banner just there so linkedin would be a best place anybody can reach out to me that awesome your contact information is again in the show notes section and people can find you there and contact you thank you very much for your time today i had a lovely conversation with you because this podcast is about corporate people and uh, i love to have corporate people chat with corporate people on their corporate life so you shared some amazing insights with us today so thank you very much for your time and wisdom Thank you so much Hina I really enjoyed being on the show all the best all the very best to you Now don't forget to connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what are your key takeaways from this interview That's it for this week I'll see you next week love you guys and girls stay happy and safe Thank you for tuning in I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and go to my website authorhina.com for life and career changing tools and resources Be sure to download and read my book Secrets of the Six-Figure Employee with Zero Stress. It's available on Amazon.